This is Lori and Matt. And thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Saves World. Why I teach. We're getting a little um, nuts and bolts today. A little more tangible. Oh, yeah? A little less esoteric, a little more four walls, ceiling and floor. Talking about our classroom. And uh, this is kind of a split, I would say, this, this discussion amongst high school faculty members might be split into a couple of camps, right? Yeah. Because when you... I don't think we're in the same camp, so this will be... Yeah. Um, you know. We're, we're, I'll we're, be able to maybe provide some <laughs> other perspectives. <laughs> we're in a diff- we are in a different camp, but I would say you're not in the camp that others are in. So let's, let's, let's go backwards. How, how, many, how many camps are there's there? A, there's a few camps. And um, you're not the most extreme, I would say. Now, in elementary school... Correct me if I'm wrong. You are not wrong. They, they are berserk for their classroom. Okay, so I'm going to a kid. Let's say if I walk through an elementary school, am I walking into any classrooms that are not decorated? Sixth grade? Maybe. I, I would say there are maybe degrees of decoration. Yeah. But for the most part, it is wildly decorated. Yeah. And be, and, and I, I can think back to Toby in London, like really cute. I'm thinking like third grade, maybe like there was like a picnic theme. Remember where it was like checkered and ants. There does seem to be themes. Food. Like I've seen like movie themes with like popcorn oh, and yeah, decorations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Have we We've had, had, I think, like Disney. Oh, um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, under yeah. the sea. I think one was kind of an yeah. ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, probably zoo. Yeah. I think there was an animal one, and they really go for it, right? Big time. And then. Um, you know, you get into middle school and you start changing classes. So then you're moving into content specific teachers, right? So if they're going to decorate, it's going to be with their content, mm-hmm. within their content area. So it's probably not themed. And even, so we jump into high school and I feel like high school, the two camps I was talking about, of course, were like the decorators and the non-decorators. And, okay. I, and I wouldn't call you a non-decorator. I'm a middle ground. Yeah. You're, you're, you're middle ground. And I'm not, I, I may be closer to the non-decorators than, than the, than you. You think? Yeah, oh, well, maybe. Yeah. So I, I love my classroom and I've actually, in the time I've taught shared, I've shared one, two, three, four, five, six, probably like eight of my years I've shared. And, and and five of them, I was a lit coach for half a year. I'm, I'm back in the classroom full time. Right. So logistically, I had to share. I only taught every other day. But my other times I've shared, um, I haven't liked it. And it's not because I haven't liked my roommates. I've loved my roommates. But to me, that classroom is like a little sanctuary. And I love at the end of summer... And this was an interesting end of summer for me because I caught this, I guess you got, you got a cold first, mm-hmm. then Toby got a cold and you guys, you know, for a few days were sniffly 
I was thinking, oh, great, I'm not getting the cold. And then I got the cold. And But mine turned into like a sinus infection. So I was kind of down for like two weeks. Even took a COVID test. Negative. But that's the time I go into the classroom, usually. I like to go in the last couple weeks of summer. And many times I'll just sit for a while, play music, tinker. I mean, we put our classrooms together. They're pretty messy when we come back in from summer, from waxing the floors. But um, there is such an energy to that physical space. And I, I don't know if I'm alone in this. Um, I don't know if it's just alone time for me that I enjoy, that I, I don't get a ton of. I don't know if it's just the zen, the calm before the storm, the school year. I do like to save the opening week for visitation and being able to chat with people. So I like to get my classroom set up completely before our first day of school, like when we're supposed to work in our classroom, because I feel like that's not enough time. And um, it almost feels like it's my little like studio apartment. Because it's totally mine. Mm -hmm. And I'm back to it being totally mine, because I'm not sharing. And I put things where I want to put them. I decorate how I want to decorate. And it's completely me. And I think as like a mom and a wife and a mother, like, I'm kind of used to you know, going with the flow, like, what do you guys want to do? And I usually will go with the flow and like majority rules. But like in my classroom, it's just me. And I just kind of sound silly, but I feel like a real independence in there. I play the music I want to play. If I want to stop and put a show on in the background or a podcast, I do. And I just really love my class. I love that space. And I decorate I'm not like a great decorator. I would say I'm not like completely themed. I've got some color themes going on. It's mostly just our purple, black, and white, and then some zebra. And, um, but then I put leopard too, because that was our wedding color. I love leopard skin. So I don't, that kind of popped in too. You know, like uh, I'm listening to you talk, and I, I'll be honest, I, coming into this topic, I was kind of like, ah, what am I going to say? Like, I don't like, because I'm, I'm not the huge, decorator of my classroom. I love interior decoration. It seems kind of because I really enjoy that at home. Matt is Matt is the dominant at home. But in my classroom, I'm a little less so. And I like to keep things fairly simple, uh, less distracting. I don't like a lot of stuff. Uh, I like the space to be clean and focused. Maybe not a lot to, you know, distract us. And I thought this maybe was a, a, a conversation about decoration, but I don't think it is. I, I'm I'm listening to you talk and about the relationship with your room, mm -hmm. and I think where we are in agreement, and where we find common ground, and for those that are just jumping on board here we are talking about why we teach. We're asking one question and we're given eight answers. And so this week's answer is the classroom. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, the decorations are a part of it. Yeah. Your, the way that you decorate is different than the way that I decorate. But it's about our relationship with that space mm -hmm. and what that space means to us as a, as a professional. Mm-hmm. And 
there's a certain autonomy to, to our profession. There's a certain, it's my space. Absolutely. I am the teacher in, in my space. And, yep. and, when, and when the students get, a, uh, get their schedule, my name is on a bunch of their schedules. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to get the Mr. Jones experience mm-hmm. for you know, period three all year long or whatever period that they have me for. And that experience is going to happen in, in the room. Yeah. And the room is a part of that. When they come to my room, It's my show. Yeah. It's, it's my music that they're going to listen to when they come in. And my minimal decorations mm-hmm. compared to the other classrooms that they've gone to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a certain flow to my class that day. Yeah. And you're right. The, the space plays into all of that. It does. Because we're not, I've worked in an office I worked in an office for many years at the Grammy, a cubicle, very nice one, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it still was a cubicle, a piece of a, of a space. But to me, like, I don't know if this is our theater background or performing, you know, I like to get to school very early. Um, my daughter does not. <laughs> like, that's our new issue. We, now we bring London with us because she's at our high school. I like to get there very early. I like to play music that kind of gets me pumped up and pick what they're going to walk into. And... Um, I always like right before I open the door, you know, before the first bell rings, I always say it's showtime, like maybe not out loud, but internally and get that door open and I'm ready to go. Like I want it to be like a special day. Mm-hmm. And so the classroom is kind of like, you know, I don't want to say the stage because I, I do like my classes to be more about the kids than about me. Mm-hmm. But, um, there just is a magic that you go from empty to within like 45 seconds, like 30 plus teenagers in your room. Mm-hmm. And they just fill it up. And every two hours, they fill it up again. And, you know, I like to have, we just recently hung their dreams on the ceiling. You know, they do a dream cloud where they put their name and then a dream on the back. So now, you know, we've got the dreams kind of dancing above their heads and, it's just uh, there's just a little bit of a magic about it. I, I, and I agree. I don't think it's the decor because I think magic can be made with a, a very minimal design. But there's something about the energy in the space. Like you are engaged. You are with them when you're with them. And at the end of the day, when the final bell rings, I also like to stay in my room. I don't like to leave immediately. It really kind of jars me. I like to shut the door. I don't want kids in my room at the end of the day. I need to be by myself. And then again, it's almost like I play a mellow music and kind of chill out and end the day, clean up the room a bit, prep it for the next day. But I, I don't even see that as work, the couple weeks going into the school year. I like skip out of the house the last couple weeks of summer to go into my room. And I, like I said, I, when I brought up this topic, I didn't know if I was alone in this or if people agree with me that maybe maybe we just are split i know there are people that just come the first day you know designate a day and make it work and there's some that don't decorate at all and just kind of do their thing but i really think about like when we retire that's a ways off and uh 
how much I'll miss having a classroom. And I know I will. Just like a space? I... Like the, like, like they talk about like, like athletes when they retire and then it's training camp. It's that just that time of the year. And we talk about the cycle, right? Last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, we talked about the cycle of the school year and how that is, is a part Mm -hmm. of why we teach. And it's going to be a new cycle, right? That when we finally call it quits when we finally hang up our clipboard uh, and that first fall rolls around what's that going to be like yeah and you've no room to get ready you're saying that you're not having your classroom is going to play into that whatever you're going through yeah it will because it's a it's a piece of me that is separate from my family it's a piece of me um and I'm probably not articulating myself well. But it's a place where I'm... I really can be so um, authentic in what I want to do and what I feel is best. And I think at home, you and I are very good at like coming together and compromising. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do, you know? And I think that's really one of our great attributes in our marriage is that we compromise and and sometimes you do what you don't want to do and sometimes I do what I don't really want to do and we probably know that but we still make the best of it we just blend it but I in the classroom you know I'm not checking in with London or Toby or my mom or you or it's just me and the kids and that's a it's a very fulfilling it's a very fulfilling part of my life and I do recognize you know, now that we've kind of put a, like a living in the present mindfulness practice into place daily, I really am trying to be in that moment, present, enjoying it every day. Because I, I will miss it, I think, when we retire. Like I will need to develop some other, some other things, you know, <laughs> like to fill the, the space of teaching. Because it's so much... It's like, man, a fire hose of humanity every day. Just like, you know, you've got... The day moves so fast, and there's so many people, and they need you, and they all... I mean, it's that energy. If that's gone, I wonder what we will do in its place. Now, if I'm hearing you correctly, so your your classroom, and what your classroom means to you is this space where it's you. And it's a, it's a total representation of what you have planned, who you are. It's authentic. Uh, it's you and the students. And there's really no compromise, right? It's not you and a co-teacher. Yeah. What about those years when we taught at Ledger Den and we shared a classroom? Mm. Now, you weren't co-teaching. But it was a, those were years where we split the classroom like 50-50. Right. So, you know, we we taught half the time in that classroom and then our 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 roommate taught the other half in there. So the room wasn't totally yours. It was yours when you were teaching. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any was there any. Did that affect you at all? Was there any 
You know, I only Moss. have good memories of that, actually. Now, mm-hmm. I, I split. We with had the, fantastic roommates. We did. We both did. And they were language teachers. Yes. So I don't know if, like, you had Rose taught Japanese yep. and then Madame taught French. Yeah. And so when they were teaching, I don't know, Madame was predominantly French all the way through. So it was funny because I stayed in there and worked. And yeah. it was just beautiful French language and the kids struggling with it. Um, I even remember having that awful, that one boy that kind of went off the rails. And, and this was like a kind of a posh private school, but he told me, F you, Miss Jones. You remember that kid? It's a boy. Uh, vaguely. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, because it's my third year teaching. So I kind of was like, uh, you know, the kids are looking at me. I'm looking at him. And, and Madame, who was more of a veteran than I, she'd been in the classroom longer. She was like, you know, Laura, you go to the, go to the office. I will, I will handle the kids. You know, you walk up to the office with uh, you know, so Johnny, whoever. And um, like that was a great moment because that was terrifying to me. It was one of my first really, really like confrontational outbursts from a kid. And I just didn't know how to manage it. And, um, but you know, I don't remember like needing maybe the quiet as much as I do now because I did not have the space to be alone. Right. And maybe just as I've gotten older, I like small pockets of quiet. You know, I remember Tina Fey making a joke, the comedian about, um, midlife crisis and men and men having affairs. And she was like, I just want to have an affair you know i just want to rent a hotel room and drink sprite and watch movies all night and i was like totally like that so like have an affair no um a lot of women i think maybe at this time just like that they just like that little space mm-hmm. and but it's funny because it's it's a space that then gets filled with tons of people and it's crazy all day but um but it's special like i like to just uh clean things and i like to clean out different files and organize in a different way. And it's like I tinker, but it's so enjoyable to me. Now, uh, what about uh, like the college setting where they have their office Mm. and they might even share the office and they just pop into a room. I'd hate that. That's fairly blank. And there was, remember there was talk of us doing that for a little while. There was. When there was a... we were just, were we short on space or? It was going to be, yeah, English rooms, math rooms, science. And then we would, the rooms would stay the same and right. we would flow through. And we would pop into them. So there really would not be any personalization. Yes. And, and then we would have a common office area with kind of maybe little right. partitions. Right. So, so when you were in the room, you, it would be yours. Yeah, and, and it would be your space, and it would be all of those, those non-physical things that you're talking about. You know, it's your music, your pacing, your uh, your lessons. It's yours. No yeah. compromises. But the physical space itself, yeah, wouldn't have any of your personal touches. Yeah, and what would that be like? It's not so much decor; it's tools. You know, in my physical space, I've got I've got balls we throw around. I've got candy. I've got. Uh, scratch paper that we pass out and you know write our troubles on and have a snowball fight and we pick them up and it's those brain breaks it's the um the speakers and the i don't know like there's just a lot of stuff i grab on the fly if i have you know nine minutes left i'm not gonna let them sit for nine minutes you know we're gonna do something and i've got this these dice and let's roll it and oh do the hula you know do the hand jive like i there's a lot of little tools i use throughout the class and i know exactly where they are 
and I know when to bring them out. And I thought, you know, because one of my colleagues, Mike, who's teaching speech with me this year, he has to travel because we're, we're packed at Mission Oak. We are at capacity. I think it's the biggest we've ever been because we're over 1,600. Yeah. And um, it broke my heart when Mike's like, oh, I'm going to need to travel for one of my classes because we, you know, we did M&M therapy the other day and we had a scooper and M&Ms and plates and we, then we did Play-Doh. Like we just do have, I have a lot of props just with what I'm teaching. So maybe that plays into it as well, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a, for a tech savvy teacher, like if you're on Google Classroom and everything's technology, that works fine. You all walk in with your laptop and go. But, you know, many times we don't even open our Chromebooks in my class. Yeah. So, and I, and I know you have that feeling too. It's paper and, you know, we were annotating an article with highlighters the other day. I could have put it on um, Google Classroom and annotated with Cami, but I took a vote and everybody wanted paper. I was like, good, I made paper, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody liked the, the ink highlight. These were, you know, 17 and 18-year-olds. So what was it like then when we were doing distance learning and you were, you were in your classroom? Like we, we had to come into our classroom and, and teach over Zoom from our classroom. We were not allowed to teach uh, from home. Mm-hmm. But we were in a classroom, the classroom that, we had, that we'd been in for all these years, but it was empty. And we were in front of a computer. And so the, the, the students were there virtually, but they weren't there in the room, but you were in the space. Well, I, uh, you have such a strong attachment to your room. What was that experience like being in there without any students, but you're teaching? Yeah. I say, you know, a hundred times better than when we ended the previous semester and were remote teaching from home. And we were, as- and we were asynchronous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was, man, I hated that. Both hated that. Um, you know, I, I, I loved going into my room every day. Our, some districts didn't allow that. Of course, Matt and I live across the street from the school and Matt and I both have kind of, I would say, loud teaching voices online. So I don't mm-hmm. know if we had both been home and I think it would have been a little distracting for us. So, you know, it was, I was, it was very depressing to have that empty classroom. Um, it got literally cold. It was kind of a cold feeling, but it was literally freezing in my classroom. <laughs> I, had, um, I had terrible back pain. I, you know, I finally got a standing desk and it helped, but I got really low at points. And we were struggling with Toby at that time, too. And... Um, I kind of hid in there a bit. I didn't really want to see people. I didn't have much to share that was good, I felt at that time. And I, you know, I, maybe that's my hang-up. But I, I just felt like when I, if I would share about Toby or my struggles, I would cry. And I, I didn't want to cry at work. And um, so I did like being in my classroom more than being at home. But the empty classroom was hard, you know. Mm-hmm. sometimes I'd pick up a book and flag things to do next year. There'd be hopeful things like my teaming, you know, I got a bunch of games and teaming and communications books and I would flag things to use in the future. And that would make me feel, and I, and I did, I've, I've already used some of those in the, in the week we've been back, but it was hard. It was a hard time. It was just so flat. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really hard. And we're pack animals. I mean, we are meant to be together. Yes. You know, it's not denouncing alone time, which I feel is vitally important too, but we are meant to be together. We're meant to look in each other's eyes. We're meant to, we're meant to touch each other. I mean, I know it's funny in this pandemic, but 
we are meant to communicate with people. It's, it's now industry is trying to find a way now that we're coming back, right? It's, they say many of these places are kind of adopting the three, two model in businesses where maybe you go in three days a week, you stay home two days a week, but those that are fully home, now you can be home based. These businesses are trying to find ways to socialize. Okay. Now we're all at home, but do once a week, we meet at this, you know, restaurant to go to dinner or do we gather here? Because that gathering and those little tiny conversations in passing, that builds a culture. And we're not meant to all work from home. I know it's great if you're feeling lazy or you want to throw some laundry in or your kid is sick. You know, I get it. We're busy. But it's really, it is not the ideal way to build a culture and a team at an institution. And we really felt that last year remote yeah uh we so so our son is uh he's off at college now and he is living in these dorms these if you can call them that it's like a palatial estate i I don't even know what happened like all of a sudden all of a sudden cinder block uh you know tight walls (laughs) and bunk beds became like resort style living like i don't know if you've seen like a a college (laughs) dorm built in the last uh 10 15 years but they are freaking awesome it's gorgeous it's It's, kind of insane how how beautiful these uh college living arrangements have become he totally doesn't deserve it (laughs) but anyway (laughs) so we're down there and uh and uh so so he's playing water polo and he's playing water polo and uh he gets scratched in the eye in practice and it was you know kind of a kind of a serious deal he's like bleeding out of the eye we had just started uh, back to work. He's heading off to the emergency room. This is what you love to have happen, right? You drop your kid off at co- college and, and a week later, he's yeah, heading Let off. me just quote his text. Mom, my eye got a bad scratch. I'm bleeding internally and my pupil's going in the wrong direction. I'm <laughs> off to the ER. And I'm walking into my English department meeting. Yeah. And I'm like, what There's, the F? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even your classroom wouldn't save you. <laughs> and so, no. and so, oh um, my God. So, uh, we were planning on going down there anyway. So the following weekend, because his car was being worked on, he had my car down there. We needed to make the switch. And so, so the, the Saturday comes, we drive down there with his now repaired vehicle. And, uh, we, you know, Lori's seeing the dorm for the first time, uh, because I had, uh, I had been the one who helped him move in. And, uh, so we get down there, you know, a three and a half hour drive and, uh, we have to go potty in his dorm, uh, which has two bathrooms, by the way, <laughs> two, four, four people, two, two full bathrooms with like, you know, showers, toilets and everything. <laughs> uh, and, and so, so we use the restroom and then we go to wash our hands and we're like, uh, where's this, where's the soap? <laughs> and there was like no soap to be found. There was no pump soap by any of the sinks like anywhere and we're like oh my god you've been putting drops in your eyes <laughs> for the last week and there's no soap <laughs> in here so like let's we're going to target and so so we go to target and and we needed some other items anyway beyond soap and uh, just some things that you don't think that you need until you get there and you're like oh we forgot this we forgot that so we go to target and we're doing the whole help your your kid into college thing and and we come back and his roommate who's uh who's also a, a water polo player is there and uh, he's talking about something. He, wa- he wants to get some LED lights for the living so room. So cute. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he was going to get those. And, uh, and he was just going to go target online, you know, and just drive up into the 
the little parking spot and they, you know, they and come Target's out, like across the street and they come and they dump it in your, <laughs> and, and, and my, mind you, we had just gotten back from Target. Yep. But to me, this whole process of just, here's a able-bodied young man uh, and he's fully capable of walking into a store. And to me, there's joy in being amongst people. And I, I'm not, I'm not a full on extrovert. Like mm -hmm. I, but I'm fairly, I'm like a borderline introvert, but there's joy mm -hmm. in being out with the people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just, it was a straight, it was just funny to me. Not strange. Yeah. It was just different, whatever. This choice I mean, how much time is going to be saved by sitting in your car, like doing it online, sitting and in your car? And what else are you doing? School hasn't even started. Right. You have no practice today. But I also think it's just, it's a it's a generational thing. They just think to, because they can, it's yeah. easy. Grubhub. And it's not like know. these these kids are just like, you know, locked up in the rooms playing video games all day. They're at practice and they're, they're out there doing things. But just, uh, I thought it was, I don't know. Yeah. I find great joy in getting out. Mm-hmm getting out into the world. And even if I don't necessarily have a personal interaction with people, just being around yeah. people, yes. going to the store yeah. is fun. Like today we had a nice, we just, we just went out, we went out and bought a couple plants. Yeah. Stopped at the drugstore and got some deodorant and some vitamins. Mm -hmm. Then grabbed a tea at Starbucks and sat in Starbucks. We ran into an old student. It was her birthday. That was sweet. And, and it was nice. I mean, I think it's still uh, the idea of like coffee houses, you know, you could go into a coffee house and set up shop to work and you don't want to talk to anybody, right? but you want to be around the buzz. Mm -hmm. You want to look up from your work every once in a while and see what people are doing and that hear the music and that dynamic. That's good for us. Yeah. That's good for us. It was good for our kids it's when my they came back from distance learning. It's kind of one of my favorite parts of going to Disneyland. Mm. Right, it's not necessarily going on rides or eating food. It's just being just there, looking at everything, looking being at the people, landscaping, and watching the families people and watching uh, strollers. And I was laughing about God. Remember the you know the stroller was great because everything would go in the stroller, but then yeah. you have a stroller and that's yeah. a hassle. You know, like yeah. and seeing the matching shirts. Yeah, it is. It's important. It's how we kind of make sense of the world. And uh, I heard the psychologist interviewed, and he was saying that fight or, fight or flight. Uh -huh. What is the last one? Fight, flight. Anyway. There's, there's another one? I don't know. Fight or flight. He was talking about um, the way we make sense of the world and find peace and, like, harmony is, like, seeing people and seeing if they're a threat or not. He said it happens from, happens from infants. Mm -hmm. um, in their mother's arms. So an infant can hear the mother's voice, and it, if it's sing-songy, um, of course that's a positive and causes warmth in the infant. If there's crisis in the home and there's yelling and distance and cold, the infant absorbs that, and they become the person that when you go maybe hug them at a party, they're very stiff. You know, we all have friends that like, I don't like to hug. Yeah. Um, I don't like to make eye contact. So something happened somewhere around the world, but you know, they're looking for that comfort in humans and they're like, you're not a threat. You are a threat. You're not a threat. And um, when that's taken away, it's just kind of cold. You know, we're just left with ourselves almost too much time with ourselves. That's kind of what happened. 
last year. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so the classroom. So we're back. Why you teach? Got all my news clippings on the wall from Richard Torres Jr., our Olympian, who's a super heavyweight Olympian, silver medalist. He graduated from Mishnoke. And, and he spent time in your classroom. Yeah. He is a product of your classroom. Yeah, he is. He's all over my walls. And he just won a silver medal. He was the super heavyweight boxer for the United States. And he's from our high school. Just incredible. And he just won the silver medal. At the, it was the first time that a super heavyweight had medaled, uh, had fought for a gold medal and medaled. Well, it's been a while. It was, they were talking about how this was sort of a return to mm -hmm. USA boxing. USA boxing had been really hot, 80s. Yeah. Maybe into the 90s a little bit and kind of faded for the last mm -hmm. 20 years. So this is kind of a return. And he went to our high school. Yeah. And a, a fantastic, like if you want to, uh, if you want to read some uh, like fantastic articles, um, Google Richard Torres Jr. Washington Post. Richard Torres Jr. Washington Post. There's a couple articles. Uh, and one I was just because his fights were happening like at 11:30 at night local time. So I. I just was not up. So in the morning I would wake up to, and, and just Google, I wanted to see what the results were. And I just came across this article and uh, I cried. Like <laughs> I, I, I cried just reading an article about a, a boxer at the Olympics. And uh, it wasn't because he won. He, he won the fight that I was looking at. Uh, but it was more just who this kid was oh. and, and how this writer, I wish I had the writer's name in front of me, uh, this writer, it was more than just a boxing results article. It was a, it was a human article. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Uh, Richard Torres Jr., Washington yeah. Post. Uh, there's a couple of fantastic articles, and they might just make you cry. Uh, I wish he was younger or London was older, and they could get married, and then he'd be my son-in-law and then Toby's <laughs> brother. Is that weird? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> He's awesome. No, you, just, you, you want a fantastic young man to be your... Son-in-law. Yeah, he's wonderful. And he is a fantastic young man. Yeah, I mean, he's made, like, here, he he wins the, you know, he's silver medal, silver medal, number two in the world. And you got to see the guy that he lost to. Yeah. The guy that he lost to was six foot seven. He like was a giant. 250, like, it was, it was like He had totally, so much height and weight on him. It was totally rocky fighting, like, the, the Russian. Uh, yeah. Number, uh, he was gross. It was. Richard's so much cuter uh, than him. Man. But anyway. Uh, and you would think, you know, what does he do? He comes back. So he's done with the Olympics. He comes back and he starts just making all this time for his community. Yeah. He's, he's coming to campus. He's taking pictures with every kid, every oh person who wants to. Hours. He's, he's, you know, devoting his time. It's just a, yeah. an incredible kid, incredible family. Just, uh, uh, we're all just so, we're all so proud of him. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, just we're just lucky. We're just so lucky to uh, to have been there to be a part of the journey. But you know, I think where we're going to find because I, you know, like I said at the beginning, I I kind of thought this was going to be a conversation. You were going to go more in the 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 decoration because we're very different in our decorations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very minimal in my decorations and Lori, Lori has a very personalized room, right? I mean, lots of 
Lori's personality is all over the room. But I think more it's about what we do within those four walls. Me too. And Mm -hmm. how this job affords us an autonomy to create that. Like every day, most most of our working hours are spent us in a room with teens making decisions about how we're going to organize those 90 minutes or however long we have with them. Oh, very, very few moments with administration or other teachers in our room. Yes. I, I mean, you can go months with nobody in your we, room. We don't, we don't, I mean, we, there's other things we do. We spend time, you know, grading papers and, and organizing and putting things in Google Classroom. We spend time in meetings. Mm-hmm. We spend time in, in with, with parents and uh, yep. we, we go to rallies and assemblies and, but God, I don't know, 90 95% of our time, it's us in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And it's us with students. Yep. It's where the magic happens. Yeah. And it's, it's within those four walls. And however we've decorated it. I always say what happens in room 202 stays in room 202. It's one of our little phrases. Yeah. For those private moments. So if you guys want to visit Lori. <laughs> room 202. <laughs> Mission Oak High School. That's right. Now you moved rooms. Yeah. Somewhat. I called recently. dibs so fast how, on how, this room. How long, how long ago was it that you moved? Like uh, four, four years ago. Our department chair retired and he had the big downstairs room. Yeah. I'm always bringing so much stuff in my, I don't mind stairs, but I always am loading stuff in and out. So I wanted that room. So I called dibs. Yeah. Yeah. Now Lori's room is a little bit different from, from mine in that. Uh, Lori has, in Lori's building, there's interior, right? You you walk into the building and then you walk into the classrooms. Mm-hmm. So when you look outside of your door, uh, it's, a, it's a hallway. Yep. Students walking by, students walking to classrooms. My, my door opens to the campus. Mm-hmm. My, my building does not have an interior hallway. Yeah. Uh, Lori works in a hotel. I work in a motel. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. My door just opens to the parking lot. No, my door opens to the, I really, I I actually love that because when I'm outside, when I'm outside meeting my students. Yeah. You get more outdoors than I I, do. I get the full on, you know, campus action. I get all this, the scurry of ants. That's true. Heading off into all of the buildings. I'm more hermetically sealed in saran wrap. Uh, I, I really, I prefer that. I, yeah. I, I love that aspect about where my classroom is, is yeah. located. And I'm lucky too. I have a, a larger. You have a nice space. Uh, classroom. And I, you know, where I, you know, the decoration thing is really not my thing, but I really enjoy how just the, the organization of the desks and the mm-hmm. use of the space. Um I like to kind of move things around a little bit every now and then just to keep things uh, fresh. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't put that on my list. When we sat down and we posed the question, why are we coming back? Why are we teaching? Why do we keep doing this? Why are we not moving into administration? Why are we not becoming consultants? Why are we coming back? Seems like everybody else is quitting on YouTube. <laughs> we keep coming back. <laughs> Are we glutton for punishment? Maybe we're wrong oh, and they're right. Why, why are we doing this? And, and why do we enjoy it? Why do we look forward to it? Mm-hmm. Even though for as much as we need summer, 
as much as we desperately need summer. We love summer. We are always, always ready and, and happy to come back mm-hmm. in the fall. And so why? And so we asked ourselves that question. And this idea of the classroom came from Lori. I didn't have it on my, on my list. But now I'm, I'm getting it. And where I would kind of thought something else, I do think that part of it, that most of our job, it's, it's us. It's us in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's not us with some other teacher in a classroom. It's not us in meetings yeah. all day. It's not us, I don't know, on the computer all the time. Really the bulk of our job is, is that. And I was a, I was a, uh, I had one taste of administration. I was the vice principal of summer school once Mm -hmm. and only once. And I got to tell you every day when I got to the end of the day, I was like, what did I do? (laughs) What did I do today? (laughs) I I was exhausted. And, but I felt my whole day was putting out fires. Mm -hmm. My whole day was just dealing with parent complaints or, you know, student issues or I, it was just, uh, and you did it well. It was just to put out fires, but didn't fill you up. No, and I got to the end of the day, and it was, I, it was a great, uh, great experience. Like I, kind of like everybody should try it mm-hmm. once because mm-hmm. it really let me know. Like I, I don't think I want to be an administrator. Like how I felt at the end of the day yeah. was not how I w- want to feel. Now, who's to say if I had stuck with it longer, I might have come around. Sure. Maybe I would have been good. I don't. I don't know. But I. I didn't want to. I knew that I liked how I felt at the end of a teaching day. Yes. That's, that's what I wanted to feel. And I didn't have that feeling. No. And I had that grand experiment the last five years. Yeah. I'd teach one day and then mm-hmm. the next day I was literacy coach and I was in an office. Mm-hmm. So you spent a lot of time in meetings. Tons a of lot meetings. Of time. You probably spent more time in meetings, more time away from, from students. Mm-hmm. Then, because even even though you were half half, there were days on your teaching days that you would have to miss for meetings or whatever because they were scheduled on your teaching. I have day. to get a sub. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I would be depleted on the literacy coach days because it would be a lot of computer, mm-hmm. and I almost felt like imposter syndrome. Like I, I just didn't feel like it was my authentic self. And then on the teaching days, I would I would be up, mm-hmm. and I'd be energized when I left school and I'd be energized at home. It's very, it was just a grand experiment, right? Cause it was back to back every day for five years. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be back full time. I was back full time last year, but weird year. So to be back in the classroom physically, it's, it's awesome. It is awesome. And so there you go. There's the third answer that we have for the, for the question. Why are we still teaching? We love being in the classroom. Love the classroom.
You can stand right